Good morning. Good morning. ¿Cómo estás? Estoy bien. ¿Cómo estás? Estoy bien. ¿Y tú? ¿Por qué? Said, I'm doing well. How are you? Sorry, I didn't, I didn't make it past my Spanish class in high school. I, I can tell. Yeah. ¿Dónde está la biblioteca? Uh, está cerca de la oficina de... Talking about libraries out here? Yeah, I'm asking where the library is. I was going to say, uh, está cerca de la oficina de, um, uh, I don't know, just like well, some shit. Well, point is, why the library when you have Zayd the K to Hodge's books? I know, right? You know? He has a, he has a point. Why 1.5 million books in one public library? Well, you can just day? use my brain with infinite knowledge, I mean. Speaking of which, he has a special offer code for 15% off. Uh, got the Zades. Yeah. Is this <laughs> Catching Zades. Catching Zades. Bookstore near you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write an autobiography called Catching Zades. Yeah. How to surf. My life story. <laughs> How brave and courageous I was. Surf the waves of viruses. Name it Catcher in the Zades. <laughs> Catcher in the Zades. <laughs> Lord of the Zades. <laughs> <laughs> What was grapes another high school? Of, grapes of Zades. Grapes of Zades. <laughs> what was the other one? There was another one that that one dude that like travels a lot. Oh, that one dude. That, that one dude has a, a point. Yeah, that travels a lot. About? Is he on Vimeo or YouTube? No, he's on actually on. Uh, what is it? Daily. <laughs> Daily something. I forgot what it was. What it was book are you referring site. to? Daily Motion. There we go. What book are you talking about? The guy who travels a lot. There was a book we. I, I mean, it was required in high school. But it was about this guy that basically decided to be homeless. He had the option to, and he just decided to do it and uh, travel on foot in any way possible. Dalton so Weeks? Had, no, not Dalton Weeks. Oh. He doesn't Sounds like some foot. Dalton shit. He doesn't oh. travel on foot, though. Well, the bike. The bike, yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, he did travel on foot. Where? The movie. He backpacked from uh, Russia to Africa. It's like called In the Wild. Dude, what? he was. You didn't know that? <laughs> no. Wait, Dude, he told us a story in Costa Rica where uh, he basically got kidnapped. How did he not in Morocco on the podcast? Yeah. Well, I mean, he has a lot of stories. So. I know, but he's only being, been on okay. two times. Being kidnapped in Morocco seems like it'd be a pretty good story. Yeah, we need to get him much, back on. That's how much experience okay, okay. he we'll has. We'll see you soon, Dalton. Pet- petition, <laughs> petition to have him back on because we we're gonna have him back on. But, but I want to see how, how many of you guys are excited for this. Um, yeah, but uh, oh. Into the Wild. Oh, the one they made the movie? Uh, yes. They made a movie about it. Yeah, they did. I didn't watch that movie. Part. I don't think I had to read that book in high school. Yeah, I mean, I did go to high school in a different time. I guess. Oh. But, like, we had the hatchet in high school, if you remember that. Oh, what? the hatchet? Yeah. yeah. We had the hatchet. Um, the fuck was the hatchet? We had, uh, obviously, The Great Gatsby. Um, Fahrenheit 451. We what? didn't actually have to read that in high school. That was not a required reading. You don't know Fahrenheit 451? No, I do. No, but I'm what aware. does that have That's to do with Ray Bradbury, right? Yeah. yeah. Was that was that the It's like the dystopian reality. Okay. What actually society's yeah. emulating it in a lot of ways. It's like Funny a enough. it's a it's a clash of Dune and uh idiocracy at the same time. Dune? Yeah. <laughs> do you mean Doom with an N? No, 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 no Dune. Dune. Oh, okay. D U N E. Sorry. Dune is a great book. Yeah. So like a dystopian, it's another dyst- uh there's a movie coming out actually. Oh, we had the it. um what was it? The um the Apprentice. What was that book? You you were really hyped about it the other day, like a month or two back. I'm trying to remember what it was. The Profession? No, The Alchemist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, we had The Alchemist in high school, yeah. too. Uh, do we have any other good ones that I remember? Is the, is the Alchemist a good read? Oh, like it's, it's actually, yeah. I think it's, uh, it's I heard it's a necessary read. Yeah. Yeah, I, you should, everybody should read that book. Okay. Even Follow. if you don't like, like, get the audiobook if you don't yeah. even like, you know, reading. It's it's just a good tale, some good life lessons, yeah. stuff like Follow that. your bliss. That's, that's good. I remember in there's <laughs> Alchemist. A, there's a couple good books that we had to read in high school. I'm trying to remember what. I remember Lord of the Flies. I really, really enjoyed. Lord of the Flies was pretty good because it goes to show you it's more than these kids. It's about society. Oh, we also had to read Animal Farm. Yeah, Animal I, Farm. Yeah, do you remember yeah. that one? I think it had something oh. to do with like, was it the Bolshevik uprising or something to do with communist Russia coming yeah. to power? Yes, or and something then, like that. Yeah. Many characters were dying off. It's very symbolic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Dead Prez made a song on that. Dead Prez? Yeah. They made a really cool... I need to I need to release, re-listen to it. Is Dead Prez a group? Yeah. Okay. It's a rap group. So it's like mm-hmm. Nas. Or, not Nas. Um, Nas is a group, right? No, no Nas no, is Nas one guy. guy. One guy? God yeah, damn it, no. dude. That, that is a tism right there. Yeah, yeah that is Nas. a tism. 
Listen, dude. Easy, easy. Okay, okay. Here's a question, though. Yes. What's your favorite book outside of high school? Outside of high school? Non-mandatory Ooh, Shoe Dog. Shoe Dog by Phil Knight? Yep. Yeah. Have you guys Story read Story of Nike? No. Oh, my God. Dude, what a, what a great book. What a great book to, like, read and reread, too. Honestly. Yeah. I don't know if there's any books that are, like, necessary reads that I read outside of high school. Because I wasn't much of a reader. Like, that wasn't my forte. Mm-hmm. But, um... I mean, when I was younger, if you want, like, a fantasy series, I guess, um, I wasn't into Harry Potter. I wasn't into, you know, any of those, like, things. I was into something called Pendragon. It was a 10-series book Ooh. written by uh, DJ Mikhail or Michelle. I forget how you pronounce it. But, yeah, like, my friend and I, we were super into it when we were growing up. And there were some pretty good stories in there, like, some really cool shit that was yeah. going on. Mm. It's, like, about these uh, group of people called Travelers, and they look over after these different territories, which are just different planets, right? Mm. And they try to keep balance on them. And so there's like, you know, they have Earth, which I think they called, uh, yeah, it was just Earth. They had Earth 1, 2, and 3, if I remember correctly. 2 was like present day. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1 was like back in the um, time of the Hindenburg. That was actually what they dealt with was the Hindenburg crashing. And then the third one's like in the distant future. Mm. And everything's great on Earth 3 for the, <laughs> in the beginning of it. It's like a perfect utopia style ser- uh, scenario. Like the majority of housing's underground. Like, yeah, they figured out a uh, cleaner ways to travel. Like, you know, they got rid of all the, you know, gasoline and all that. shit. That really like, sets the tone for me. Everything underground. Yeah. Oof. Like when you first go there, or like when you read the book and he first goes to like Earth Three or whatever they call it, mm-hmm. like Terra Three or some shit. You're like, oh man, like it makes you hopeful for the future. You're like, mm-hmm. this could be really good if we yeah. play our cards right. But. Yeah, there was I I miss like book series like that where they used to come out. Um, there was one specific one I remember, and it was a it was kind of like a. The way it was presented was this girl would go to a treehouse, and there's a book, there's a new book for her to read every single time. Oh, oh, what is that? Oh, don't tell me what the, you know what I'm talking that the about. The magic treehouse. No, I no, swear no, that, to God, it tree, is. Is it the magic? I swear to God, it is. I thought they went into a treehouse, or they went into the treehouse, and they had different books. Yeah, and, and then, then they, and then you would dive into the book. Yeah, that was the Magic Treehouse. I'm That's like, what it's called? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Damn I don't it. even know if I know what that. I is. I don't remember what it's called. But That's I, a I remember throwback. That throwback. Yeah. yeah. That's a, those were good books. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Wasn't <laughs> Goosebumps a book? Like, didn't yeah, they they had yeah, that was a cool book series in like middle school too. Yeah. yeah. It like introduced you to horror at a young age. Which yeah, I remember and then they also had the TV show, which was super sick when it first came out. Yeah, if you go back, it's so '90s cheesy. Yeah, I but still like... have them recorded on a VHS, dude. <laughs> oh my god! And it, I'm glad I recorded actually a lot back when I was a kid, mm-hmm. because now I go back and not only do I see my favorite shows, right? You get the nostalgia feel of the VHS, but at the same time, there were still commercials on cable. Hmm. So I get That's to true. see all the old commercials that were forgotten, dude. Mm-hmm. And then you can go back and be like, dude, I'm going to post this on Instagram for, like, nostalgia. <laughs> you guys remember this? Oh, my God. Are those Play-Doh sets? <laughs> I think one of the weirdest moments in nostalgia, like, I don't know if you guys have had, a, had an experience like this, but apparently my grandma, um, she just moved out, right? Yes. And then, like, you know, she was giving out some things here and there, left and right. And one of the things that we got was a uh, old projector from, like, the 50s Ooh. or 60s, right? So, you know, you open the box, it just smells of cancer, like just horrible (laughs) chemicals for you, like old, musty, dusty, like true American industrialism from like the 50s or 60s, right? I can I can smell it. And so it's super heavy, too. It's probably like 15, 20 pounds, this projector. You pop it up, plug it in. The original light bulb, cable, electric, all works great. Wow. Like no problem. Very surprised. Hmm. It gets hot as shit, though. So, like, you have to be careful with some of those slides because they're all made out of paper. Mm. So, yeah. But it's like, you know, you put them in, you slide it in, you look at these photos, and it's like, I think my grandfather died when I was, like, four, my dad's dad, when I was four. And, like, my earliest memory is actually his funeral, weirdly enough. But, Mm. like, I don't need to get into that. But, um, no, I'm, like, looking at photos of my grandfather, like, and I never really knew him. And there's, like, just photos of him at like one of his uh, brother's houses like diving in the pool yeah like just kicking it with a beer and like a lawn chair like just all <laughs> old school shit i have a lot of those pictures it's just weird because you know as an individual like especially as like a son or like a daughter or just like a child right you look at your parents as parents and like you don't think of them having a life 
mm-hmm. like outside of them mm-hmm. being your parents, right? Like they were people. They have a bunch of shit that they've never told you and probably never will. Mm-hmm. Right? Just like us. Yeah. And that ex- that extends like to your grandparents and like especially because I never knew my grandfather. Like just seeing him be a person, yeah. right through photo. It's like looking at a ghost. It's mm-hmm. trippy. Yeah, you can almost feel an essence too. It's weirdly enough you can through projectors and just looking at that. It's the whole atmosphere, I think. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you guys, but it kind of worries me when we eliminate the process of things. Like what? Like things like record players, um, projectors, uh, negative film. When you, you say know? projectors, you mean like a film projector, not a modern day, right? Yeah. Well, it, it, actually, it's the action of it. So viewing a photo. Today, you just pull out your phone. Yeah. View a photo. Before, you had to actually pull out the suitcase, 20 pounds. Take it out, plug it in, make sure you know what slides you want to look at, put that in, let it warm up and heat up, like all that stuff. And you do all that process just to view an image. You're doing all that just so that your eye can make contact and just be like, I recognize that. Cool. So it was super cool because like, you know, you could project it onto the wall. That's it's a projector, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're looking at this little thing, like a little photograph in your hands. It's like a big blown up image on the wall. And what's also cool is, um. Like those old film photos. I don't know how they process them mm-hmm. because they're all like these little Kodak slides, right? Yeah. They say like Kodak, like one cent slide or something like that. And then um, it's like when they project onto the wall, they're almost 3D. Like they have such a layer of depth, like yeah. for each, you know, 15 to 20 mm-hmm. foot space behind mm-hmm. whatever's in focus. Like it's the RGB coloring is completely different. It's so saturated, it, warm, yeah. good. Like it's mm-hmm. just mm. good time. I feel yeah. I feel like you definitely value the pictures more or whatever you're shooting. You do. Anytime I think anytime there's like a, a process of like, okay, this is no longer gonna take seconds. This takes setting up or preparing to do such a simple task, right? I wanna listen to music. Okay, let's pick out a record. Cool. Make sure the needle's clean. Put it on. Spin it. There you go. Now you're listening to music. Now it's like, dude, what was that one song? Oh, I found it. Also, was what was cool like, about like the records was back in the day, like, you better make an album that was good beginning to end. Because otherwise, <laughs> you're like picking up the needle. Got to find that specific ring. You're like, okay, I know this is the start of the song. You put it down. And you're like, fuck, this is the wrong one. So you pick it back up. Move it over to that yeah. other one, then one over. You're like, this has got to be it. Yeah. Put it down. It's like playing for a second. You're like, okay, okay, this is it. Like, we yeah. got it. And then you just keep playing with that. Yeah. Because that's annoying as shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like back in the day, you had to have, relatively speaking, like a pretty good album from beginning to end, right? Because, yeah. I mean, it's air quote laborious to move around the needle from like point to point, mm. like a pain in the ass. But like you said, nowadays, it's just like, I like this song on this album on um, Spotify. I have everything I'd ever need. But. Yeah. Press that shit. Sign, seal, deliver. What do you I'm think yours. that's doing to us, though? I don't as know if that's doing I anything. I doing to anything to us. I don't, I don't know if it's doing anything to us in, like, the sense that I think you're trying to relate it to, if that, that yeah. makes I think it makes us very, very short-term trained. Well, yeah, but, I mean, here's the funny thing. Like, you like can short-term ta- memory. You can take your iPhone and put on burst mode and grab 100 pictures in, like, what? 20 to 30 seconds like 10 seconds mm-hmm. but the funny thing is i see i see the trend of like older forms of taking pictures coming back like you have the polaroid cameras coming back in a new newly designed fashion mm-hmm. um so i feel like the, it, when the pendulum swings this far at least with technology or anything else it inevitably has to go back and find some balance i have a theory as to why they're coming back and it has a lot to do with like our generation specifically mm-hmm. right like, obviously, the older generations, like, they remember having those cameras. They remember using them. But they accepted digital, like, with open arms, like, with no problem, right? Because it makes sense. Yeah. We had to. It's just getting yeah. We were born into it. No, it just makes sense because you can take more pictures more frequently, yeah. like, and you don't have to go and get them developed now. You can just look at them on a screen, mm-hmm. right? It's all convenience, right? But our generation, like, we don't really have an identity for the most part. Like, our identity lies in a digital sphere, Right, that if at the press of a button, hypothetically, could all be deleted in a moment, right? Very scary. So we try to find like some form of identity, something that feels unique to us. And so what we're doing is like what almost all generations do is they recycle stuff from the past, Mm -hmm. right? And now since we have a lot of means to replicate those technologies, it's a lot easier now. In some cases, it can be cheaper, like than it not than it was back in the day, but 
you know, it's like it's cheap enough to the point where people want to bring it back. You got the film, you got the Polaroids like you were talking about. And it creates that aesthetic. We're all about, we're the generation yeah. of aesthetic. <laughs> we right? didn't live it, but we're going to build it again. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like our aesthetic, for the most part, is just recycled from other generations. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a reason why it's coming back. We're trying to grab onto something that we wish we could have experienced to some degree, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you didn't like everything that was going on in the 50s for obvious reasons. Yeah. But like, you know, cameras were dope. Like, I like the way the film stock looks, yeah. so we'll take that. I like the way that they dressed in the 80s. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't like a lot of the violence and shit that was happening. We'll take the clothing from that generation. Yeah, yeah that's a good know? point. That's a very good point. I think that kind of marks Bell-bottom jeans yeah. and stuff coming back. Or it's especially, like, <clears throat> the 80s colors. They Those came in, like, the early 2000s, mm -hmm. like the 2000s to 2010s. Yeah. Like, remember, it was all neon, like mm -hmm. the LMFAO. Uh, party rock anthem like neon let's get yeah lit. leopard print stuff. yolo like yeah. all that shit right yeah it's just gonna be trippy to see like 20 to 20 to 40 years from now yeah and like here's what the thing. is the culture going to be like and how distracted are you gonna be like are you gonna follow the process and just realize what's happening every year or are you just gonna wake up in 20 years and be like whoa here i am here <laughs> i am like okay i just finished my mission and now that i'm aware whoa what's going on and that sadly happens <laughs> I mean, yeah, it happens with a lot of people, of course. Yeah, Some people, they just get into that groove, you know, where they're like, I'm in my space, I'm happy, like, I don't really care about what's going on, it doesn't affect me too much. And then, mm -hmm. like you said, they wake up 40 years later, and they're like, holy, holy shit. Yeah, and that, you can see that happen with our parents, kind of. Yeah. It's like, you have to think, like, some of our grandparents are old enough to remember horse and buggies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude. I, what the fuck? One of my favorite people... Um, was my uh, econ professor, or sorry, no, sorry, a uh, philosophy professor at um, Irvine Valley College. Mm -hmm. Okay, he was. A lot of the people didn't like his style because he was too calm, right? Yeah. So people, it was a seven a.m. class, so people just dropped it. And at the end of the semester, it was me and like five dudes, and we were the only ones that were like hyped about it, right? Jeez. Something about. His like him remembering a lot of things from Orange. He's been in Orange County since he was a kid. Wow. He never left, so he knows the history, the ins and outs, the things that have happened, the people that were kicked out, the people that were that came in, what mm -hmm. cities used to be, how they used to be run, how districts formed, all that stuff. Yeah, and just listening to that is insane because it's so pinpointed. It's it's pinpointed at a specific area, and he's seen it, and he is now eighty two years old. Gives you context too. What the hell? Yeah, he he shaped it different. I'm like, dude, there's no way Orange County was like that. Like, imagine th this is how I know it, and it has changed from the time I was born till now. I've been here my entire life. What the hell? <laughs> you can even go back even farther, and it will just build a different atmosphere, completely different. And it's mm -hmm. just it's really nice talking to older people. They just have a different perspective, man, because they've been through the ringer. I mean, like, if you manage to make it that long, mm -hmm. like, throughout our history, that's that's impressive, right? Because think about it. When he was born, he probably went through World War II. Mm -hmm. uh, they had the Vietnam War. And I like to just go through wars because it's, like, kind of gives you, like, a good timeline. It gives timeline. you exactly. Yeah. You know exactly yeah. what it is. It's yeah. like they had uh, Vietnam. They had – or, sorry, before that, I think they had Korea. So World War II, Korea, Vietnam, uh, Persian Gulf War went into Iraq, like, mm -hmm. saw all of that. And then he saw the societal change in Orange County, right? Like, when he was born, the majority of Orange County was essentially, like, just desert. Yeah. Right? Like, I think they had L.A. It at was, that point. It was Black Star Canyon. Yeah, they had that L.A., Orange County. <laughs> San Francisco. Yeah. San Diego might have been starting at that point. Like, and I think they had Sacramento as well. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's when, he, that's when he was growing up. And he watched all of that change into, like, Irvine, Fullerton. It's anaheim orange like yeah uh, the whole the entirety of la county come in that is insane yeah i mean he was <laughs> born like put this into perspective he was born when compton was an all-white neighborhood holy oh my shit. god yeah that's insane yeah compton was all white and then they um what is it called uh block busting i think is the the term for it 
it's a horrible like yeah, it's a horrible super, term, but super racist practice yeah. if you know about it i do it's in real estate that's where realtors back in the day it's, like it's gentrification it's very illegal to do nowadays but no it's the exact the exact opposite i i guess because they would go to they would go to your house and say like oh just to let you know and keep in mind this is like in the 30s or 40s they would go to your door and be like just to let you know there's going to be a lot of undesirables moving into the neighborhood yeah. and your property value is going to diminish. So Jesus. you're going to want to sell now, right? Mm -hmm. It's terrible. I would love a town, like, if if we could have this, a time lapse of every city throughout, like, a 50 to 60 year span. Like, if there's That just, would be a trip yeah, Like, watch. how cool would it be if there was just a drone planted above California for, like, 80 to 90 years and you just watched yeah. it change over that span and, oh like, like, a five-minute video? Dude, SpaceX could do that for us. Google Earth can do that for us. Dude, have you seen... Sorry, speaking of SpaceX, have yeah. you seen their satellites going around Earth? It is so trippy. Like a live like, video of them actually... No, I've from, seen them. From watching the sky? Yeah, I've yeah. seen them fly overhead. I thought it was some, like... I thought it was, like, a military or, like, some alien shit. Bob for, Lazar. No, when I saw them, for real, because it's, like... It was seven dots in the sky that were basically in a straight line, just, like, traveling overhead, and they were super bright. Like, it was very obvious. Yeah. You knew it was like a. I have, I have not seen that actually. It was so How weird. did you confirm that? Uh, because I looked at it and I'm like, "Holy shit!" And then I Google seven lights in a straight line, and then it was a photo of uh the uh Starlink or whatever mm. they're calling it system okay. in the sky. Makes sense. Yeah, and so what's cool is um, well, you can. This is either cool or not cool, depending on who you are as a person. But like, over time, his entire goal is to have those things be in the sky, like within view, twenty four seven like a spider web of those things going around the entire earth. That is sick. And the reason why he wants that is because it'll deliver a uh, high-speed internet like faster than anything that you can get currently for the entire planet. So you could be in like the middle of sub-Saharan Africa and just pop out your little Neuralink thing and it's like, "Oh yeah, now I've got 4K or I've got like a 2 to 3 gigabyte download speeds." Yeah. In the middle of the <laughs> Dude, desert. Oh my god. Okay, so here here you know how the Simpsons has been predicting things? Yeah. They don't, you know, they don't miss. <laughs> Apparently, from what I've seen, they don't miss. <laughs> so the, someone referenced, I remember like a couple months ago, someone referenced the Simpsons movie, and it was the part where they put the bubble on top of the oh, city. Oh, the giant dome? <laughs> and they said that this is going to be happening within 2022. Someone predicted that. Like, it was on TikTok or something. Mm -hmm. When you said that right now, just constant spiderweb moving, this could very much be Elon's idea. And then all of a sudden, we're in this snow globe of a fucking Earth. Oh, my God. Well, the crazy thing is, like, apparently the way he wants to do it, you're like, wouldn't that, like, F up his whole rocket business, like, getting in and out of the atmosphere? Apparently not, because each of those satellites, they have, like, little thrusters on them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you're going up, they'll just move out of the way. Yeah. And then once you're through, they'll, like, reconvene back into well, their original how many position. satellites are we talking about? Like Thousands. To the point where you'll have a problem differentiating, like... To the point where you'll look up in the sky and see straight lines of just, like, dotted lights in the sky, like, as a web, like, like think of, like, a, a basketball net mesh. Imagine that around the entire planet. Like, that's what Dude, he's going Jesus. for. If they don't change their rocket name to Moses. <laughs> <laughs> it's he's, the Moses rocket. He splits the satellites. The Moses engine. Yeah. <laughs> the Moses engine. The Moses thruster. Just, just the thruster goes off, and then the, the rocket's just about to launch, and all of a sudden it just... Dude, straight line one just... Moves out of the way. Speaking of, let's talk about how Jeff Bezos. Jeff what about Bezos? on his is or wants to go to space. He's I think going. It's planned for no, this yeah, he's month. going. It's yeah, planned. He's going. It's in two years, right? No, I thought it was like no, within this, a month. This month. Yeah. What? Yeah, he's taking June it real or July. serious. Wow. And is this a test trial? <laughs> because if he dies, we're. I mean, it's God, it's definitely man. a risk, but That's he's a huge risk. He said <laughs> he's he's talked about how when he was a child, like he's always wanted to go to space. So. I mean. And if we you're a billionaire, uh, has Blue Origin even sent people into space yet? No. no. Yeah. It's the first takeoff. That's why I'm like, what? I don't think they've actually entered orbit, Blue Origin, if I'm not mistaken. They've gone to the point where they can enter orbit, but they go up and then yeah. they just came back down. Yeah. Like what SpaceX does. For <laughs> back tests. to the origin. And that's a super big risk. Yeah, right. I guess he's just, you know what? I'm getting older. Fuck it. Trying to fulfill a, a childhood dream. He's getting dream. older. He sold. He got, uh, he backed out of Amazon. Amazon's about to get dismantled. What if that's his plan? Just like, you know what? I might die doing this, but... No, dude. You know what? Jeff Bezos knew some shit. 
there was definitely some insider information getting tossed around because yeah. apparently Amazon's about to get split up and he sold his majority share like a couple months back. You have that much clout. Yeah, I, I so, dude, he should make his own coin. Just call it pesos. Pesos. <laughs> apparently everyone should make their own coin. <laughs> you like that one? P-E-Z-O. Yeah. <laughs> P-E- Is the indicator? Yeah, P-E-Z-O. <laughs> Pesos. Go forty thousand. Oh, like pesos. Yeah, that's really clever. <laughs> I like that a lot. You just got it. The, just connected. I, was, I thought it clicked already. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Oh, but yeah, that's fun. No, that's crazy shit though. Like at least with SpaceX, they've now proven that they can get people into space and out of space back onto Earth. Mm-hmm. And um, they're about to do a commercial flight, right? If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. with like a group of civilians, which is super sick. Like, isn't that kind of, that's crazy. Can we take a step back from it? Like, just re-evaluate how insane of a concept that is? It's magic. Like, within our lifetimes, if we have enough money, that is, like, us three can hop on a rocket ship. Yeah. (laughs) Let me say that again. A rocket ship. (laughs) And jump into space and get to anywhere on the planet within, like, an hour and a half. I love it because I, I firmly believe that air travel is so fucking slow these Dude, days. Dude, can you even imagine? That shows how privileged we are. No, but think, it was it was like even... a six-hour plane ride from, for example, when I got from Costa Rica to, to the U.S. Like, mm-hmm. it's a six, seven-hour plane ride. But it was like 60 years ago when people were landing on the moon for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's been it, a long time. It took less time to get from the first pedal bike to the first motorcycle than it did from the first airplane to the first rocket ship. That actually yeah. flew people and into space. Actually, airplanes are very outdated. How so? Um, they don't change much of, much of the interiors. What they do, what I hear from uh, companies like Boeing, mm-hmm. is they focus more on uh, material on the outside. Yes. Um, engine, hardware, it's things like, like safety. That. Yes. And actually, most engines and things like that are still pretty old. So you mean the concept behind the the engines? concept behind it? Yeah. Yes. So I don't know if you guys saw, but there's the the new sonic boom planes for Boeing. Oh, you company. mean you're talking about the uh, the ones that are going to travel faster than the speed of no, sound? No, it's, yes. it's for Boeing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Is Boeing. Boeing? I'm yeah. pretty sure Boeing's developing them. They're okay. making like 20 or 27 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I them. forgot what airlines have signed up so far, but there's a couple, and I think starting next year. They're going to start maybe using it for specific flights. And you can cut down, like, New Jersey to London is now three and a half hours. Yeah, I think it was, like, L.A. to Tokyo is three is under Six three and hours. A half. No, it's under three, I think. No, no, it's under no, three. No, no. So I saw the chart yesterday. Uh, three and a half hours was from specifically New Jersey to London. Um, America, was it California? I remember. Probably uh, LAX. LAX. I mean, I it believe. cuts it in half. LAX so to Japan is is no longer 10 plus hours. It is now six hours and a half under. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. That's Which pretty is, fucking amazing. Dude, that's well, a straight half shot. Like, Well, you know how, do you know how they work? It's pretty crazy. So, you know how normal planes they fly at, what is it like? Is it 40,000 feet in the air? 24,000. I'm forgetting what the exact height e, is. Yes. So at takeoff, I believe it is around 10,000. And then after What's that, cruising double. altitude? Cruising altitude is probably around 40. Okay. So like 40. Yeah. This one's aiming to go, I think those planes, they go up to like 60 or 70K. Okay. So they're even more and above. So, yeah. They're more above. And uh, they also, I mean, there's less air particles up there. So they're more easily able to break the sound barrier. Oh. So they go to a higher altitude, which allegedly you could see almost the edge of space. <sighs> Ooh. And then, you know, you're just cruising at, like, Mach 1.5 or, like... You see that little halation of light? At the, oh, mm-hmm. the thing is, those so those uh, those super... Whatever, supersonic jets, they're, it's all going to be first class. I don't think there's going to be such things. They're going to be expensive There will not be uh, economy seats yeah. on the supersonic so we'll, have to, we'll have to wait. Yeah. I mean, We're going to have to wait a while. And this all has to do, I believe, with business. You know, money coming in. It's all money. But... That that would be cool if you can afford it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Of course. You know, $20,000 ticket to go two days somewhere for two days and come back, you know. I mean, if you got the money to throw out. Yeah, yeah why not? Screw it. <laughs> exactly. I would do it. Do you want to throw out your money? I could have breakfast in Japan. I could have dinner in London. Well, I, I mean, time's, time's your most valuable resource. Yeah, but so I, I would definitely we've talked money. about this before, right? We'd rather have helicopters. <laughs> Yo, you guys want to grab dinner in Colorado real quick? 
You guys want to grab dinner in fucking Jersey? <laughs> Wait, can you actually take a helicopter to Jersey? That would take so fucking that, long. Yeah, that would take forever. Yeah, that would take you forever. You would have to refuel. I don't you need to refuel think. so many times yeah. from point A to point B. You can get there in a span of a week, though, if you take your time. Bro, it, would take, no, to, it would take less than a week if you were to take a helicopter, but it would still take I'm like... I'm not trying to make an Oregon Trail expedition. Days. Oregon Trail expedition. Through the air. Yeah. Right? I'm spend like, three years. Zay's going to get there. He's going to have a wife, a yeah. kid. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll just get we'll get jets at that point, dude. A private jet. Private jet. Private jet. Get some baguettes. Bro. No, there's actually services where you can pay for private jets. Like, So there's no point to own one, really. Yeah. I heard that. It's and like a five grand for basically anywhere in the country if you mm -hmm. want to fly per person, which is expensive. Don't get me wrong. But like private jet, you're moving faster than commercial travel mm -hmm. and in a much more luxurious seat. If you got the money to burn, do it. Why not? Yeah. Right. Send it. You know, screw the Aventador. Get the private jet. <laughs> One day. That's all you need. Big flexing. Big flex. Big flexing <laughs> out here, bro. <laughs> now, I've, been, um, I've been doing some uh, research into like new medical shit. That's been going on. Like NU medical? N -U. I'm kidding. <laughs> you know how there's like the new genres of medical? NEU. <laughs> NEU. <laughs> no, but I, I've been looking yeah. into just new medical technologies and stuff like that. Um, for example, one of them is uh, gene therapy through the usage of um, virus, or virus uh, transmission, right? Okay. So I think they're called uh, andioviruses or uh, an andrioviruses. I'm pretty sure it's andio, though. Mm. And um, these scientists they figured out a way to insert a you know this gene therapy into these viruses and then they inject them in this instance onto the um into the uh retinas excuse me of people who have this genetic disorder where it causes your retinas to deteriorate as you grow older right okay and so it's primarily used for children that's when it's most effective right because your eyes are still working they're still functional right mm -hmm. and they put this gene in there it changes um the genetic makeup of your eyes and like how they work and then uh they're able to react to specific lights and it can or specific types of light and then it helps your eyes be healthy for longer right mm -hmm. this instance was a little different right so these doctors or scientists rather they figured out that there's um algae reacts or sorry specific type of algae reacts to green light right like if you shine a, a green light onto a petri dish like one side of it and it's filled with this algae the algae will eventually bunch up to the side where the light is shining, right? And so they're like, we could use that, right? Because mm -hmm. they figured out that the way that they uh, interact with light is similar to how neurons like fire and interact with one another. Yeah. So they found the specific um, gene or the trait that the algae used to react to that light. They took that out, put it into the virus, and they injected it into the eyes of this man who's 60 years old and has that rare genetic condition, right? So his eyes haven't worked for 40 years. He hasn't seen anything for 40 years, right? They inject him in. They inject this into his eyes over the course of like a month or two. You know, the gene therapy, it starts to take its course, right? And then they bring him in. And then they have, um, instead of green light, uh, when it, you know, enters into mammal cells, right? It mm -hmm. reacts better with blue light. Okay. So then they start flashing these blue lights into his eyes, which you can't see. So it's not going to, you know do any more yeah. damage right <clears throat> and then you know over time the um the rods and cones in his eyes they started to function again with that blue light right because you know they the uh, genetic makeup they put into there interacted with the cells in his eyes and so now they start to react with blue light being present right oh my god so here's the crazy shit man hasn't seen for 40 years they give him this gene therapy via or which is introduced through viruses let it work its course couple months in flash those blue lights and within a couple weeks he starts to see the outlines of shapes oh my god otherwise known as like basically highlights of edges yes that's insane he saw after 40 years dude, of seeing nothing it's magic that's literally magic like, <laughs> that's insane like if there's no dude the science community is out of this world literally the, literally and metaphorically yes mm -hmm. like how do you even big big i'm obviously i'm not in the science field so I would imagine, how do you begin? But at the same time, they obviously probably have like a baseline of knowledge. They do. Start somewhere. Like, I think the original concept, right, was brought on by, uh, do you know what CRISPR is by chance? CRISPR? No. Yeah. So CRISPR is um, one of the leading ways that you can uh, utilize gene therapy in people. It's still experimental. They're working out all the kinks, obviously. But like, 
one of their biggest or like brightest examples, I guess you could say, was um, certain jellyfish, they glow in the dark, mm -hmm. right? So they're building up in their skin, right? They build up all of this UV light, whatever. It reacts within the cells in the jellyfish skin or whatever, membrane, whatever it's called. And then at night, they glow, right? So these scientists, they're like, can we take that gene and put it into something else? Mm -hmm. So they take CRISPR, right? They get that specific gene. They attach the gene to the CRISPR. And then the CRISPR goes into your uh, cellular DNA strain, right? Takes out certain building blocks. So the adenine, thionine, guanine, or cytosine, right? The ATCG building blocks, the proteins that make you, essentially. Yes. Yeah. It takes some of those out. Right. And this is an early fetal development. Right. This is not while, you know, you're grown up. Right. So they take out those cells. They put in new ones. Right. And in this case, it was in rabbits. So they take that glowing gene, put it in the rabbits. The rabbits grow up. Right. And now they shine the lights on the rabbits all day, turn the lights off. Now they glow green. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not even I'll pull up a photo it's, for you guys after this podcast. Yeah. It's bizarre yeah. to look at. It looks like they seriously sprayed them down with like glow in the dark paint, but it's actually their skin <laughs> and hair. That's like glowing. That's insane. And, and so, uh, now, okay, here's a question for yeah. for religious people. Do you think they have a problem with that? Because that's, highly, that's playing God. They highly have a problem with that. Yes. Well, I was about to ask a question. Does does that go side to side with genetic mutation? That's exactly what it is. is. Gene, gene splicing and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is in essence. Yeah, I mean anything where. You know, you play God is basically just—it's a big no-no in the a religion big no -no, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the same time, like, like let's just put that aside. It can be a disaster. It oh, yeah. really? Oh can. yeah, that's why I'm like, that's why they're working. And out that's the why case. I don't blame them. Mm -hmm. It's like why, why risk something if you can just avoid it? You know. Well, the idea is you can you can basically. It can be very. You can beneficial. remove a lot of quote-unquote inefficiencies like you know certain diseases certain genetic diseases yeah you can uh permanently eradicate certain diseases like um genetic diseases like uh for example alzheimer's um you can get rid of that completely you can get rid of that genetic eye thing i was talking about mm -hmm. you can get rid of that um in people entirely you can get rid of a whole bunch of different that, that's uh, a genetic major disorders. It's, it's well yeah it, that's the thing it's i mean i i don't i don't know how to answer that question i can't really speak for religious people, but I yeah, can. I mean, it's I can. Just, uh, they don't like it. They yeah. do not like the concept. I would at have all. to assume that they don't like it, you know, based yeah. off of what I know. Because, but at the same time, like logically speaking, why? Like, if something is a tool, you can use it wisely, mm -hmm. right? It. The problem to me is if it falls into to the wrong hands. If it falls into the wrong hands, we've seen it over and over again. It's power. Yeah, yeah. Well, because <laughs> the whole the whole theory of what you can do with it is right, like you can take genes out of certain animals or species, right, that have a higher bone density. Mm -hmm. Then you could put that into humans. So it's like now, like our bone structure, we're more resistant to falls and stuff like that, mm -hmm. right? Or another one is um, you could take, like, the genetics out of, let's just say the muscle development or, like, how muscles form on, like, a chimpanzee. It's, like, corded steel, right? They're yeah. just jacked. You take that, you can put it into humans, and now it's like you have perfect physical specimens coming out. But then again, that might also cause your body to disform, like to form more similar to, to more similarly to that of an ape, right? Yeah. So that's the thing. That's why they're working out the kinks, yeah. as, I, as I said. But yeah, religious people don't like that yeah. like at all. Yeah. They view it as a form of playing God. But I've always wondered, like, do religious people view uh, like bionics as a view as like playing God? Like, for example, if you come up with a way, like an artificial heart, for example, yeah. right? Like, I forget, uh, one of my friend's uncles, he had a, uh, I think it was a, was it a pacemaker, but essentially he didn't have a pulse because he just had a machine in his body that was constantly pushing blood. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you put a, you know, an Apple Watch or just like one of those things that checks your pulse, it was zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's a tricky question. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I really don't think they care. I about don't think you should be like too quick to just be like, oh, this is blasphemous. No, no, most people are not going to be like that because it's, it's self-interest at the end of the day. Like, if yeah, you're getting a new then, heart and it means you survive longer, yeah. they're, they're not going to Then care. if that's the case, then don't get a nose job. Don't get plastic surgery. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. Stop doing yeah. everything, right? Just accept yourself, right? I think the hardcore but, hardcore uh, religious people are actually opposed to plastic surgery, too, because it's like you're ruining what God created. 
you're not you're not as the designer intended you know like yeah i don't know same thing with tattoos it's over and over with many things with religious Hmm. religiousness religiousness (laughs) the religious realm the religious realm that's my favorite realm right there the religious realm (laughs) spiritual realm it is a spiritual realm that's what it is of course yeah yeah. the hell it wouldn't exist i mean that's we're we're trying to trick each other that's what (laughs) that's what it all is in essence right it's just like i mean it's faith-based it's like what you want so that would be the spiritual aspect of it right yeah like you could be very spiritual about flat earth you know no, he's right. Like, because no. what, what is spirituality at the end of the no. day? It's just trying to connect to to a whole greater than yourself. Yeah, but then people started laughing when people were like, you know, obeying cows and shit back in the day. Yeah, what we were like <laughs> LMAO. That's not about God. like yeah Hindus' views on cows. Yeah, like okay. like other religions would like pass by and they'd be like LMAO. That's not cool. LMAO. That's, that's not the right God, you know. Or like let's say you call that a God. I don't know. It's just who cares. Mind your own business, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if you have a belief, you have a belief. Go follow it. Don't follow... Well, unless it's, like, a really shitty belief. Don't follow that. No, there there are definitely degrees to, like, how shitty a belief can be. Yeah, but if if you believe it's so hard, you're obviously convinced of something, so... But I mean, like... I don't... You know? Why would I waste my time and energy? Well, that actually... It brings up an interesting question right now with a specific type of religion. I don't know if you know about this, but do you know of the uh, Church of Satanism? Church of Satanism? Is that yeah. beyond uh, masonry? Masonic? No, it's it's just a, like, in a sense, a normal church, and they're the one that they identify with or follow is Satan because they feel, they feel as if he's um, misunderstood or... Oh, oh did of, you hear that from a... a was it a GRE angel? episode? No. Who, I remember I hearing an, that, like, a few weeks ago. No, I read an article about it. Essentially, the Church of Satanism is getting upset with the U.S. government because they're not getting granted the same rights of... um. Is it the same uh, religious practice rights where essentially, like, you know how the Catholic Church and uh, the Islamic faith, like, they don't have to pay taxes on their mm. buildings, right? Because it's faith-based. That's what they're practicing, right? Yeah. So the, Sa- the Church of Satanism believes they have a large enough following to get those same benefits, right? And then the government doesn't want to give it to them because they feel as if, you know, a faith where you follow Satan, like, you know, because we're so Christian or Catholic-oriented in this country would be a bad thing. Yeah. Right. Like everyone accepts Satan as Satan and like God is God. Think, whether you would think that religion is based on like, oh, murder everything, <clears throat> kill every or whatever. Yeah. But if if I understand it correctly, they're just normal people who just happen to worship the devil. Yeah, like and they got some, they got some <laughs> weird they got some weird practices that go on here and there. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I mean, like if you think about it, like you drink the blood of Jesus every time you go to church, like that's what the wine is representative of, and you eat his body when you take the communion or the bread, right? It's a pretty gnarly thing, you know, gnarly idea. Yeah. Yeah, and when you're young, you don't even think about it, too. You're just <laughs> like, give me the bread, give me the bread, yeah, give, give me, me the wine. wine. I'm going to get drunk. Come on, bro, let me get buzzed. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm just thirsty. trying to enjoy my, my Sunday session here. basically just water with grape juice. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Welch's. Welch's grapes. <laughs> I got that good shit, that Welch's. They put some cranberry <laughs> in there just to spice it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's more acidity. Like, ooh, this ooh. one has bite. To yeah. It. <laughs> Damn. That's some good wine, preacher. What's in there? You know, you you know you're fucked up when you choose a church based off of the bread. <laughs> yo, this bread. They, is this sourdough? Yo, they, yo, they or, have sourdough yo, over here. Your communion wafers hit, dude. <laughs> why do you commute an hour to church? Because, dude, the bread. <laughs> also, I don't like. Why can't they use real bread? Have you ever had a communion wafer? Like, I'm, I'm just, never, I'm just curious. No. no. Like, they all taste like styrofoam. <laughs> like it literally has the consistency and flavor of a packing peanut. Well, well, if a, you're basing it on the idea that it's Christ's flesh, <laughs> it's not supposed to taste good. Yeah, right? but I mean, it tastes like right? pl- no. My point is, it tastes like plastic. Like yeah, back in the day, it's not an used, enjoyable. Experience. Back in the day, they used to use real bread, like yeah. actual oh, loaves bro. of bread. <laughs> and now it's like, yeah, we use these little wafers because it saves on money. You're like, all right, for sure. That point was really stupid, but it makes so much sense. <laughs> well, it's not stupid. It's not though. supposed to taste good. I, well, it's you're like, not wrong. It's but like, like you walk into a church and you see Jesus hanging, you know, hanging on the cross. Yeah. That's not supposed to be an enjoyable thing to look at. It's supposed it's a to, reminder. Yes, of what he went through. It's for a reminder you. of the suffering that you know he went through, so that you can take that into your everyday life. Yeah. Or better yet, it's the it's the reminder of the endurance that he had during this that moment the passion of christ as it's mm-hmm. referred to 
And the reason why it's the passion is he was giving himself up for the world like he was God's son. Well, that's the concept at he least. He died for your sins. Literally, like that's the whole point, right? Yeah. Is like he usurps everything bad that you have done if you, you know, you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know, I, I have a very, I find most tradition I find distasteful. I get, like, I get the reasoning behind it, but it's just like, why are we following these old rules and archaic systems? I think you said the word tradition. Yeah. 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 People tradition. have habits. That's just me personally. Yeah. All a tradition is is a habit carried over time. Yeah. Like, I understand the tradition of, you know, having the combination of raw fish and ginger because you might get a parasite. There's a high likelihood you'll get a parasite if you don't have ginger because it's anti-parasitic. Um, he, he is correct. Yeah. But there are other traditions that I, I just look at and I'm like, tradition. what? Why? Like what? Give me an example of a tradition. You're just like, that grinds your gears. Yeah. What gets the blood boiling in Zaid? He's like, I think hate, now. He's like, I hate Christmas. <laughs> oh my God, Christmas. I despise that. I, hey, when I was younger. Halloween. What the fuck is the point of Halloween? Okay, yeah, we we can gather and eat a lot of candy, but now, Halloween started off as a pagan tradition. Well, yeah, but there's it no wasn't... there's no net positive to Halloween right now in current. You we, man, you lost a lot of subscribers in by the current that. state of culture. I don't give a people fuck. people have a weird affinity for Halloween. I'll give you that though, because they're addicted to sugar. No, no, it has nothing to do it, with no. sugar. Well, Actually, because no, I'm the people, with I'm sugar. Talk, the people I'm talking about are adults. They don't go trick or treating anymore, so it's like they like to party. Yeah, they go party, but there's a, for a lot of them, it's something else. It's like community. It's having a moment, or it's like having a night where you can be somebody other than yourself. It's kind of like a masquerade, mm, like okay. you know the masquerade balls mm -hmm. they used to have back okay, in the day. Okay, I can mm -hmm. get that. To a degree, it's got like a similar feel for people. Already. Very true. Yeah. At least that's the explanation I've always gotten. I mean, I've also talked to people where they're like, "I love the gallantry of Halloween, and I love the aesthetics and." Yeah. the colors and then it's the right time of year like that's what they're I, about i love that for me you know how i look at it it's a pit stop it's a pit stop before all the breaks start to come in to mm -hmm. your life you know christmas break all that stuff mm. thanksgiving it's just you're getting closer and you feel it so halloween is that like pit stop to like all right let's celebrate the coming days yeah right mm -hmm. you're partying it, the whole month it's just kind of like oh everything's halloween themed so every saturday you're either at someone's house or you're doing something that's Halloween themed. And it's I think it's really cool. And I think it's very necessary, actually, as human beings to have things like that, you know? Yeah. Like masquerades. Those were cool. Like it's something you would look forward to, you know? You mm -hmm. have your mask of selection that you're gonna you and your lady are gonna wear. Like yeah. like what's your favorite holiday, Said? Because I know you hate all of them because you hate joy. But what's No, your no, no, I don't hate <laughs> all of them. Don't get me wrong here. Come on. My favorite holiday? Get dickhead. <laughs> hates joy. Well, it I depends. Do you mean national holiday? Uh, just any holiday. Any holiday. Like for, I was going to imagine like Aid is. Aid is pretty up there. Eid. Yeah. Eid. It's because that's when the whole family gets involved. If I personally get involved, I get involved in a lot of things. So. Mm -hmm. I do like seeing like well, I don't know. It's very tough because I've had Aid here, and I've had it in multiple countries. Yeah. As well. It is lit in the Middle East. And, and, oh, in the imagine. Middle East, it is lit because it's basically, it's America's, or it's their Christmas. Fourth of July. Yeah. Fourth so of the July, whole country, you could feel it in the whole country. Right? Yes. Here, you don't really feel it. Same thing, you go, people are still waiting for their Monday morning Starbucks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> people are going to work, you know, we just took the day off. Yeah. But um, I would have to say Christmas, dude, and... I would like to relate it to Eid because it's the same thing. It's a time of giving gifts and it's a time of celebration and you deserve this and all that stuff. And I can feel it as a nation. So I would have to say Christmas, honestly. I'd say the best holiday, like in America at least, is Thanksgiving. And a lot of people would disagree Damn. with me on that. I, a lot of people. And I don't blame them yeah. because it kind of seems like a worthless holiday. You just gather and eat food. But it's like, I like the concept behind it. You gather because you... You want to give thanks or patronage to, like, the people you love, the people who got you through that year, you know, and you all celebrate and have a communal feast mm -hmm. with one another. I, I love that. Yeah. And that is something I want to do with the closest group of, like, my friends. Yeah. Is to oh, never stop having dinner parties. Dude. Oh, for sure. Once yeah. a week. For sure. I don't care, bro. Bring your wife, your dog. I don't care. Yeah, bring them over. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. And I don't even have to host all the time. You know what I mean? I can mm -hmm. host, and then the other person will host, and then I know the other person will 
And exactly. it's just, well, it'll be a constant, like, yo, dude, we work our ass off. We'll get this one day to just, like, lose our shit mm-hmm. and then go back to normal. I feel like if you like Thanksgiving or not, wholly depends on how cool your family is. Like, if you hate your family and your family is very toxic, that's going to be a really shitty holiday for you. <laughs> there's very a, true. There's a quote by Ram Dass. He says, uh, if you think you're enlightened, spend a week with your family. <laughs> <laughs> and that's very fitting because it, that's it's true. true. It's the most love-hate relationship. It's like you've be, you become so complacent with the people that you're closest to, with, with the people you share blood with, that it's very easy, at least in modern culture, to grow resentment for that. Well, it's also like your family will tell you shit or say shit to you that they will not say to other people. Mm-hmm. Like certain behaviors exhibited at home will never exit the home. Like, so essentially it's like, you know, the air quote real version of that person. Yeah. And you know that when they go out, they're putting on a masquerade, mm-hmm. you know, put on those masks, dancing around for people. It's just a good time, man. Don't lose your inner child. That's, that's really what it goes down to. Because if you start to lose it, then you're just going to lose interest in Halloween. You're going to lose interest in that. Keep it around. I think it's very beneficial for sanity. I, mean, I think I stopped trick-or-treating when I was, like, 9 or 10. Like, because, I mean, I didn't like candy. Yeah. And I never liked going out. Like, I didn't like getting scared. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the idea of Halloween, even <laughs> when I was young. So it's like, it was not my holiday. Yeah. Also, if, let's talk about a real holiday that just is the fucking worst what? out of all of them. <laughs> the worst holiday in, for America currently, aside from Columbus Day. That one's really stupid. For a whole number of reasons, but like the stupidest of all of them, Valentine's Day mm-hmm. makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, I don't get that. It shit. was a holiday started by a, a greeting card company. Like how ridiculous! It's purely is that? based off of like marketing. Yeah, I mean the term Hallmark holiday exists because yeah. of Valentine's Day. Wow. So it's did not know that. Yeah, it's I think one's stupid as shit. It's but, like, hey babe, <clears throat> I'm gonna buy you chocolates and flowers for one day of the year. I could do that any day I want. <laughs> Like, think about that for a minute. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. And here's what's fucked. Here's what's fucked. If you don't do it during during Valentine's Day, you're seen as as like a piece of shit. By who? Let's say you're in you're in a relationship with you know you have a you have a young lady you're in a relationship with. If you don't do anything for Valentine's Day, it's so ingrained in the psyche, or at least the American psyche and culture, that you have to do something that you get seen as the bad guy if you don't. I think it depends on the ch- like the girl you're it, with. It definitely does, but like let's say you I mean you could you could do things for most of the year that are very that are very uh conducive to a healthy relationship, but if you don't do if you don't do it on that one day, they'll pick up on that one bad day and then ah sad, yeah, sad truth kind of. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been a Valentine's Day guy cuz I'm like I'll take you out to dinner whenever you want. Like just let me know, <laughs> yeah. you know. Like, if you want to plan it for Friday, Saturday, I'll make the time for it. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll set it aside. Let's get it done, you know? Yeah. I'll bring you home flowers. Like, whenever yeah. I want to, I'll bring you home a little gift. Yeah. Well, whenever, you know, is right. Like, why do I have to save it for one day? Yeah. That seems stupid. Like, your love should last throughout the whole year. Like, it shouldn't be personified yeah. because it's And Valentine's the only day, day you actually get, like, res- reservations for? Birthday. That's it. Mm. I don't like my birthday, but I'll celebrate the shit out of somebody else's though. Yeah. Is that weird? I'm whatever. About it is weird. No one likes their birthday, bro. That really? is not true. That so, is not true at all. I know people that they have not, a birthday month, bro. It's, oh my God. No, no, it's, yeah. it's not that I don't like it. It's just I'm indifferent to it. I It gets me to think, and then I start hating it. That's what I hate about birthdays. You know, I like the I'm, thinking. I'm, I'm actually with Zade. I'm more indifferent to it. I used to hate it, but I've grown to a point where I'm like, it's just a day. It's, it's a day of reflection, day. if anything. It's literally a day. And, yeah, you're right. Because the, the older that I got, all it does is just boosts my appreciation. Mm-hmm. I know who exactly belongs in my life at that point. Yeah. That's, that's true. really what it is. And the thinking part is good, but it, it also can be detrimental. Like, gee, I've had a really shit birthday before. Yeah. Like, like panicky. Yeah. You know? Like, you're just like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I do not feel well. I don't, I don't want to be here. Why I, is that? That's, a, that's an interesting, that like... sounds like my past six birthdays. I'm <laughs> well, I've had that, too. I've had that, too, which I is I don't know what it is, but it's like, it's the birthday blues, dude. Like, that's why I, I think a majority of the people just actually feel terrible on their birthday. I feel like a lot of people have this ex- expectation that they, their birthdays should be celebrated by everyone around them. Um, and they don't, they don't base it on themselves. Like, they don't celebrate it themselves in their own unique way. Yeah. So then when when people don't meet their expectation, yeah. 
then they just feel into this like depressive fucking mood. Yeah, but that's that's our psyche. We we know, so we know it's our birthday, right? Whether you want to treat it as a day or not, we know it's your birthday. So that thought's gonna linger on the side. It's gonna be like there's a desk, all right, and you got your computer, you got your mouse and keyboard, and that's what you're primarily using. But at the same time, you still have your birthday right there, and you know it's there. It's and the whatever's head, happening yeah. this day, you're making mental notes of, mm-hmm. right? This guy texted me. This guy texted me. This guy didn't. My mom didn't text me. It's weird. My dad texted me though. Hmm. Comes down to community. And then people yeah. are like, "What are you doing tonight?" And people are acting like, "Oh, sus," and just like <laughs> weird and all this stuff. And, and then you're like, "I wonder if anyone's surprising me." Mm-hmm. Not, you know, what's going on? And then whatever happens, happens. And then you take it in the moment. You don't really think about how it's going to go down, and then you start getting depressed. Something happens, and it just clicks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like, a process. I don't. It's, it's just like weird. the when I was younger, I used to get upset to like to a degree because people. It's like no one texted me on my birthday. Like, <laughs> yeah. No one even gives a shit, man. And I'm like, yeah. But it's like I was getting upset about that. But the older I get, I'm like, yeah, I didn't tell anybody it was my birthday. Yeah. Like I'm not reminding people because yeah. I didn't feel like at the time, and I still don't, that I need to remind people it's my birthday. Yeah. Is that even a mature thing to do? Like. Well, it's like, I mean, I was upset about it, but I didn't tell anybody I was upset about it. So you're right? like, oh, I'm to blame. But it's it's yeah. based on the... Well, expe- I learned that later yeah. in life. It's based on the expectation that people are thinking about you instead of themselves. Exactly. But people are always thinking about themselves. Yeah. And then I was like, now, currently, you know, at 22, like, a good birthday for me is like, get up, go on a hike, go on a walk, go to Literally. the gym, Dude. go home. Nice dinner just with friends. Period. Do some shit. Nice dinner with friends or like just stay in my house and be like, my mom's like, what do you want? And I'm like, steak, broccoli, mashed potatoes, and gravy. There's She's what like, more do you, do you want a, Do you want a cake? I'm like, yeah, give me the Betty Crocker yellow cake mix and don't put any icing on top of it, yeah. just the cake. <laughs> I love that. And then I'll take a wedge of it. I'll put it in some milk. That'll be like the one time a year I'll like actually have milk. And then I just put the cake wedge in there, and it absorbs it, and it kind of becomes like this tres leche cake yes. kind of vibe. You put a little bit of cinnamon on top just to top it off. Bro, bro, get the hell out of here. Then I get in bed at like yeah. 9.30, 10.30, watch mm-hmm. something on Netflix, and I'm out. That's like yeah. that's a good birthday for me nowadays. I feel you. Plus, we're I, men, so we're more stoic with that kind of Of course, shit. yeah. And honestly, I take care of myself. <laughs> I really do. Self-love. Like, for example, if I wake up that morning and I want to drive, I'm not go working drive. for nothing. I'm going to go rent a car. Yeah. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. I want to do something this day, mm-hmm. you know? And I will do that. I'm yeah. going to start going to I'm a not gonna rely. spa on my birthday, bro. That could be sick. Yeah. A glass of wine and a spa. Bro. So, that might be, yeah. That's a vibe. Coming from a younger age, right? As you grow older, mm-hmm. you realize that convenience and being, you rely on, on people too much. And you rely on their convenience. Yeah. And you start to realize that these people that you think are very close to you, are actually very convenient at the time. That that's exactly the reason why you guys kick it, right? Once you start venturing out, then you're gonna realize that there is quality relationship. Mm-hmm. You just have to go out and seek it. Convenient hangouts are not the move anymore. <laughs> no. Just because we both live in the same city doesn't mean that we know, have to hang out every day. We have day. to hang out every day. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's very toxic. Yeah, I had. I was actually thinking. Funny that you bring that up. I was yeah. like thinking about that. Um, like a year or two ago i was mm-hmm. like having that thought because it was like i was always hanging out with this group or that group and it was like i was always you know i always had like friends going on and i'm like as time dwindles on it was like you know you started to see them less and less and you're like is something wrong with me and you're like or it's like did i push myself away and in some cases yes like i did but at the same time you have to realize like you're just different people yeah you know you just after a while you just grow you develop you realize you liked, you know, they're still a good person. You'll still say hi to them. Like, and you know, if you ever see each other in person, it's like, you know, comfortable, fun, whatever, but you don't need to see them every day. Yeah. Right. And so you just span out, you branch off, you do your own thing. People become their own person. And then you have the relationships where they're like, it's, it's not convenience anymore. It's just more, we have the same exact hobby that we like to do. So for example, you see that a lot in like jujitsu classes, fighting classes um gyms mm-hmm. gym partners you know like they'll never hang out outside the gym no but when but you're in there you're home you're homies yeah, yeah. yeah sometimes like i know i used to know um 
two older guys, actually. They were, like, both in their 60s. And they were only friends because they played chess and smoked cigarettes. <laughs> nothing. You would never see them together outside that perspective. Like, And there's nothing wrong with that, too. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. There's those, nothing wrong with that. Those are great bonds. That's like having... It's like... Uh, there, was, there was this Arabic poet. I forgot his name. But he, was, he used to talk about the differences. He used to break down relationships. And... He would break them down into words, which are companion, uh, a friend, partner, partner, um, acquaintance. Acquaintance. You have um, a different kind of partner, even business partner. You have all kinds of things. Lover. Those are all different, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think when you break down things more, it just helps you, like understand things and grasp onto it, and just understand it. Earlier on, mm-hmm. we think too general, right? Oh, I hate this relationship. Okay, what kind of relationship is it? You know, no one ever asks that question. What kind of relationship is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a question you hear. And I think we need to start, I personally think we need to start thinking more like that. You know, break things down. Use, um, what are those bubbles called? Brainstorming bubbles, mm. right? Where you have the main, okay, relationship, and then break that shit down. Right, mm. it's gonna show you the differences in everything. Right, companion is gonna relate to a lover in some way, but at the same time, that's not what it means. Mm-hmm. Your lover also might be an acquaintance. Exactly, they can link up into in, into like multiple forms, which is crazy. I feel like lover can branch off into essentially every one of those. It could be like a sub branch of every other category. <laughs> yeah, of course, well, it's like your lover could be an acquaintance. It could be a companion. It could be a partner. It could mm-hmm. be. Whoever, right? Partner? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it all the the book on top of that stack, Social by Matthew D. Lieberman, that that talks about how uh, the reason we evolved as a species is not because we learned how to cook meat or because we we had the ability to throw. It's because of our social cohesion, because mm-hmm. our of our our ability to form bonds and then try to quote unquote conquer the world. Yeah. So yeah. Like for example. Me and Zaid went on a trip. I didn't know how it was going to go. I've never been on a trip. That was a fun-ass <laughs> trip, bro. Yeah. yeah. So at this point, we are partners, friends. <laughs> well, yeah, it all mixes now, together. Like after that trip, I can lovers. easily say, love. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what Companions. The fuck is going on? Companion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're a great person to travel with, you know? I know I have one of my best friends, dude. I can't travel with him. I know that for a fact. No, some people you can't travel with. I love start, you, start but we cannot travel together. Like it's going to cause so many issues, and it might ruin the relationship. You know, mm-hmm. Zade is a good travel companion. Like I can speak to that too. When we were driving to Why Colorado, yeah, because you don't say much when we're driving. He's a puppy. And then, no, no, I wouldn't say that. It's like when we're <laughs> puppy. What the fuck? Yeah, no, it's like because Zade's cool with like when we're on a car trip, especially when we were going to Colorado. It was like a you know 15, 16 hour drive. Yeah, it was like when. There was times where we were just silent. You didn't need to say anything because there was nothing to be said. Mm-hmm. Just cruising. Then, like, you know, 30 minutes after that, somebody has a thought. Like, either he does or I do. And then he's just, you pop it off and you start talking about that for 20 to 30 minutes. Let it die out. Got, like, an hour of silence. You turn on an audiobook, Turn on, like, some podcast, something like that. Maybe the 2AM podcast. Yeah. And not a single complaint. You guys are both on the same wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Here's I the love thing. That. Because when you travel, I, I go into it. Everything is going to be new, okay? Everything is going to be novel. So most of the time I'm observing. I'm trying to, like, I'm looking at the landscape, learning as much as I can. And then it, besides that, it's just basic, like, social skills. Like, listen, yeah. there's a time and place for conversation. There's also a time to shut up and just enjoy the view. Yeah, like, you know you're out. <laughs> so you're not going to take your, your California brain and just be like, I'm going to take this with me everywhere. I'm going to take all my debt, and I'm going to take all my crap, and I'm going to take my computer, and I'm going to take everything that I know that exists yet there and take it with me to travel. Well, I'm sorry, but that's not traveling anymore. Plus, like, for example, here's a good example. When it's he plays... And the that's, that's the part that cancels the companion because we're clearly on different mindsets right now. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. usually I don't listen to country music, for example. Yeah. When he puts it on, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Because it's a new experience. And it's, also, this is part of this. I'm not bitching, oh, also why don't you put on some Offset or something yeah. like no, that. No, l- let's, be, let's be real, too. It's yeah. not like modern-day stadium country. It's like some older shit, like usually from the 40s to the, okay. to the in mat- some cases, the 80s. That's fair. That's it fair. matches the vibe. It matches yeah, like, the Like experience. we're cruising through the Arizona desert, you know, it's like a beautiful day. The sun's up in the sky. Just cruising through, I'm like, 
I'm gonna turn on some Hank Williams, some Andy Williams, like some you know some, just some mm. OG good honky tonk yeah. country. Why hello there, hello walls, honky tonk. It's been a long, long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, and also they tell it like those songs too. Like, sorry, I'm now on the country. They tell show. a story. They do, and it's usually very emotional. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember who, but um, I just went to Vegas recently with uh, my buddy Sean from Oklahoma, and um, he's you know if you're talking about the friends, companions, whatever, he's a friend because I know that for a fact because every single time I see him in person, <laughs> it was like the moment I it was like we never left. If that makes sense, yeah. right? It's like when I show up, it was it might as well have been I walked to the bathroom and came back. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is super cool. I love it. Right? So we got to Vegas. We're chilling, you know, and I wish I could remember the the country artist and the song, uh, the songs that he was going to get so mad at me when he hears this. But um, he turned one of them on and it was so heartbreaking. Like just I I mean, tears like a tearjerker song. Oh, my God. And I'm God, I wish I could remember. But it was he was writing about his mom. Um, who has dementia, and I think the song was called, like, Do You Remember? Mm. And it was... Uh, that already slaps. Dude. dude, it was something along the lines of, like, do you remember when I took my first steps? Like, do you remember uh, watching me walk down the aisle at my wedding? Like, Dude. Do oh, you remember man. when it was like that September? Is... Yeah. Now I really want to hear the song. I know. I'm I'll, scared to. I'll give him a call after the podcast so we can figure it out. But Please it's, do. No, it's, like, country... Here's the thing about country, like for most Americans, it's actually a very popular genre, right? But like over here on the West Coast, like or on the East Coast, it's like, you know, you're gonna be a cowboy in New York, you know? Yeah, it's it's not the vibe. Yeah, like out here, we're like very housey music, rap, um, like all of those like EDM, like more modern genres and stuff like that. But a lot of stadium country garbage, like. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, it's just, yeah. it's not for me, and it's all super generic. And ironically enough, a lot of it's turning into rap, which is really <laughs> trippy funny. to see. But, like, yeah, you know, there are still <laughs> hidden gems, like, people who are latching on to, like, those older styles of country that make excellent music. It's excellent music. That's all it is. I don't label it as country. I label it as great music. Yeah. Speaking of excellence, episode 93. Hey, wrapped up, baby. Guys, you can like find us on Apple Podcasts, Chipotle burrito. Spotify. What? I said wrapped up like a Chipotle burrito. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, if you don't mind, please follow us on YouTube at the 2 a.m. podcast. We also have a 2 a.m. clips channel on YouTube as well. No Vimeo here today. <laughs> nah, fuck Except for that one guy who made a point. Exactly. But it might have been on YouTube, so who knows? Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, so please leave us a rating, a five-star review that would help us drastically. Also, subscribe to us on Spotify because we we own that platform, dude. Yeah. We own it. Coming up on episode 100, so. <laughs> it's nearing. Yeah. It's going to be the 2 a.m. experience. Sorry, JRE. And, uh, yeah. Catch you guys next time. Peace.